Alright guys, we're back here doing the podcast again. I took a little break off because I want to make sure that I am excited when I do it and have something to say. I think it's more interesting for people if I'm really interested in what I'm saying. Um, or at least I hope it is. And uh, a lot going on this week. Um, the new Apple announcements were out. And um, a lot of you may have seen the keynote. And if you didn't, uh, it was probably, or it definitely is the biggest change to the iPhone in 10 years. So it's the biggest change since its inception. And uh, the biggest thing is they're going to remove the home button. And they're going to remove touch ID. And you're going to unlock the phone with your face. Um, and they claim that it is even more accurate than touch ID. And the way they're getting around some problems that Samsung had with face unlock is they've added an infrared camera to both sides of this phone. And what that does is it senses depth. Uh, apparently it does it better than optical image sensors or the wavelengths that humans can see. So you need that extra infrared sensor. And with that, they basically draw like the contours of your face and they say it works even if you're wearing makeup or a hat and they say it'll even change as you age. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, I put it this way. If it didn't work, it would be such a colossal screw up. I, I have to think that they've tested this pretty well. So I'm, I'm not worried about it, even though there was a huge screw up at the, the talk. The first time they went to use face unlock, it didn't work. Uh, and it asked Craig Frederigi, Frederigi, who is the third in command, maybe the second, it's hard to tell, of Apple. And it, it didn't recognize his face, at least the, the, the phone that was connected to the projector. So he had to use the backup. Um, and anyway, uh, it looks really cool. The main reasons I would be interested, and they announced two iPhones, by the way. But the, they're, the more expensive one that's a 1000 bucks will have face unlock. It's the only one that will. Um you know, the main reasons I'm interested in it are, uh, it seems that every time a new OS version comes out and maybe even as apps increase in size and the amount of things they do, that phones get slower. And my phone is my main computer. So like I, you know, working in social media, I find it's actually faster to do social media work on your phone. I don't know if it's because, you know, there's less travel distance for your, your thumbs versus your, your mouse cursor, or um, I often think the fact that my phone is retina or high DPI helps me read more quickly than I can read um, things on uh, even a Mac. Um, I, I have a Mac, I don't have a retina Mac. I have a MacBook Air and I have a Windows PC. So I, that may be part of it. I think that um, the Facebook app works faster than the Facebook uh, desktop browser. So anyway, those are some reasons I want it. Also, this phone, it has about the same size screen, or it's actually a larger screen than the iPhone Plus, um, at least diagonally, but it will, uh, it's going to be a smaller size overall because they removed the bezels. So anyway, long story short on these iPhones, they look really cool. Um, the ones that don't have face unlock, which are the eight, so the 10 has face unlock. The 8 and 8 Plus still have the touch sensor with the home button. Those are going to be 200 bucks cheaper and 400 bucks cheaper, depending which size you get, you know, the Plus or the normal. And then, so 600 and 800, I believe. And then, um, I may have those prices a little wrong. Um, but they're all going to have the same processor. Uh, the X will get 3 gigabytes of RAM, I believe. I, th I think the Plus may have it, but I... 
I, I could be wrong. It may be only the 10 that's getting three gigabytes of RAM, which I've never really seen a performance comparison, uh, partly because it might be hard to do that with Apple phones. You know, there's no way to add RAM to, to a phone that has two gigs to see if it gets faster. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll get some performance. So if, yeah, the way you could tell is all three new phones have the same processor. So if the 10, which has the three gigs, is faster than the plus which has two i think i have that right um then you'll know uh, that the ram makes a difference and you'll know how much it makes assuming they have everything else the same so assuming that people can't determine there's different processors which there's probably not although i think i've heard that in the past um apple processors have differed in speed by like 10 percent, depending which unit you get because sometimes it's made by a different semiconductor company taiwan semiconductor or samsung basically so as much as I want the new iPhone, probably the 10, maybe the, the A+, plus, um, I sympathize with people who say, <coughs> a lot of them Android users, but uh, I, I sympathize with them that the, this phone doesn't necessarily push anything forward. Um, and uh, I, I kind of agree, but in Apple's defense, I don't really think there's much more we can do with phones. And I, I've said this before in a previous podcast I had like a year ago. Um, but I think, you know, pho- I, I felt like phones have been done for like two years. I mean, and it, the crazy thing is when you think about it, all the things that we do on our phone or, or rather the most popular things on a phone, like Facebook, Gmail, Google, uh you know, Instagram, they're all things we were doing on our computer. And yeah, okay, uh, Instagram was not there, but Instagram is just a subset of Facebook. There's nothing Instagram does. They introduce filters, but filters is not really changing the, uh, and they, they, they popularize filters, but they're not really changing the content of what the app does. It's, it's sharing photos with friends, which you were doing on Facebook 10 years ago. So the point is, you know, phones were just just became an extension of the pc and i think they disrupt the pc but that's another time so anyway um a lot of people are asking when is apple going to be innovative again when are they going to innovate and um i know what they mean i still think apple does cool things i have trouble with some things they do like for instance the apple watch i'm happy with it but it doesn't knock my socks off like it does just what i want but they haven't thought of anything new that a watch could do um same with this phone like they're finally incorporating a lot of cool technologies you know wireless charging oled uh screens just all all sorts of facial unlock but um so it's like necessary and good. It's going to help a lot of people. And there's actually a lot of design, like there's probably innovations we don't know in like material science because Apple always uses pretty much the finest materials of any of the phone manufacturers. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be exceptions, but the, the Apple is known for being the best at industrial engineering. You're, you're not going to hear someone say that there's someone better than Apple who, who, who knows about, um, industrial engineering and design. So, so I still think you do some innovative things, but I don't think we're going to see major innovation in the consumer technology space until AR. And so uh, AR augmented reality, a lot of people say that this phone is going to do that. Um, and I'm a little bit skeptical. Uh, here's why I think having, um, 
functionality like this infrared sensor that, that allows more like depth sensing that'll help AR there may be some apps that people can create like IKEA has already released an app that only works on iPhone right now I, I believe um, that you can place you can see how furniture would look in your home without buying that furniture and it will match the dimensions exactly and you can walk around it so that's cool but I think it's it, it, it's gimmicky it's um, it's not something people are going to be doing in 10 years, for example. Um, I have some other ideas about that that I'll get to in a second. It's uh, And it's not something you buy a phone for. It's not something that is going to catapult Ikea even further. Uh, you know, it's, it's a nice-to-have thing. It's not a need-to-have thing. And, like, if you even look at Pokemon, Pokemon, a lot of people say that Pokemon was, like, the first big AR app um, because you could view the Pokemon superimposed on through the camera into real life like your surroundings you could walk in your bathroom and see a pokemon on your toilet and people actually posted pictures of this the thing is though i didn't play the app but people who did told me that you quickly tire of that you don't need to do it to play the app the first day you turn that off so um i do think there's going to be some successful ar apps on the phone and if you think about it too if you're interacting with the real world walking around you don't want to be holding a phone up to your face and there's an obvious solution to this problem that I'm going to get to, but I I think that the phone, this the, these AR enabled phones, there's going to be a few big apps. There'll be maybe a few. They'll probably be games. They'll mostly be like Pokemon. Somebody said like you know you can scan your home for repairs or appraise things or whatever. Um, I think industrially there's maybe some more apps for AR, but I think those are like one offs. And how often are you repairing your home? A few times a year. Specifically, how often are you doing something that you can't eyeball or use a ruler? It's like, you know, putting in new tile is, I could see AR being used for that, or repairing your roof or assessing damage. And even then, you know, it saves you. Maybe you'll save some money on the repair, maybe you won't, or the appraisal of the damage. I don't know. You get what I'm saying. That's not something people buy a phone for. That's not going to radically change your daily life with the phone. Because you're not anything that would radically change your life means you're doing it all the time, um, and you're not going to want to hold a phone up in front of your face. So the answer, all the time at least, or frequently, the answer to all this, obviously, it should be obvious by now. I think it's the glasses, AR smart glasses. Google has Google Glass. By the way, they're updating it. They just added keyboard support, so you can be typing in messages with a keyboard that these messages floating over your eyes, and. I do think AR will have more use in industrial applications. Right now, it's still very limited. The recent Google Glass is having, having like a second coming where it is being used in industrial applications. But when you read about um, what those industrial applications are, it's not yet to the point of like, um, you know, showing you how to do something in three dimensions or whatever. It, it, it literally shows like the checklist that a, man, that, a, that a person working in a manufacturing plant or factory needs to check off as they're making the part. Like, or it tells you um, what part you need for the repair you're trying to do. Like, it's, it's basically how it's been described to me is it's lists of things. It's not the scanning. And it can scan barcodes. I believe it can do that. Like, Q, just like QR codes on the phone. So, you know, and but that that still can be very useful. But um, here's the thing. Um, I want to focus on consumer uh, for, for right now because that's, you know, that's what I'm going to use. So that's fun for me. I think that's probably what you guys are going to use at first too. Um, 
the uh, the I have friends that are skeptical that Apple can do a good job with glasses. I am not skeptical, and here is why. Uh, when it comes to, first of all, Apple is the most successful hardware manufacturer. I mean, they're the richest company in the world, or they have more cash at least. I think, they, you know, depending on the, the month, it might be Amazon or Facebook or Exxon have the highest share value, but Apple is the most cash. They, they don't, they're the biggest company that manufactures something. So they're a powerhouse when it comes to this. And they know design, and particularly they know what's fashionable. I mean, Google Glass, just compare Google Glass to say the iPhone. The iPhone has a timeless look. You could argue it's um, sedate sometimes. But anyway, if you were to ask people, consumers, who produces more fashionable products, Apple, I'm sure, would rank highly. They're known for, it's what they're known for. You could argue it's superficial, but glasses, for them to be useful to you on a frequent basis, your vanity comes into play. And that is one of the reasons that people frequently not Google Glass. They call them glass holes because people didn't want to wear them. So Apple is probably going to be the first company that figures out how to hide all that circuitry. I guess Snapchat has done some stuff. Now Snapchat, they're, they're really just glasses with cameras on them. They can't display anything yet. I think Snapchat may have a chance. Um, but I think Apple has a good chance because all of this stuff, it's, it's, I've heard people talk about hardware startups, which is what these glasses are their hardware, that is the hardest thing to do. I've heard that described as the hardest startup you can do, maybe outside of biomedical or something. But it's very hard, and it's because you have to coordinate all these different parts and all these different disciplines. You know, you got to worry about the material science. you got to worry about the um, coats of paint that go on it. you got to worry about sourcing the different chips. you got to worry about heat. You got to worry about the trade-offs of if I'm going to, Apple designs their own chips, but then if they're going to use other people's chips, it's like, well, this chip is a little faster, but there's more heat and it's bigger space. So it's very complex. And then things go wrong. You know, some a manufacturer promises they can do something and then they can't. So you lose $600 million, which I think has happened to Apple at least one time that I can recall. So the it's very difficult and Apple has tons of experience at doing that and they have tons of experience at the design aspect. All right, so here's my overall vision for AR. Um, I, a lot of people say, oh, you wanna wear those Google glasses? No, so picture glasses that are, um, they look like normal glasses. Uh, maybe they're a little bit thicker to hold circuitry. I do think they need to be passable in public. I mean, they can't be, they need to be stylish. Uh, they can't be clearly, it can't be like you're wearing an iPod on your, it can't be Google Glass. So, but, so you're wearing these glasses and I don't even like to wear glasses. I wear contacts, but I don't like to wear glasses because, well, I'll tell you, so statistically they make men look less attractive. And if you doubt that, um, you know, how many male actors wear glasses? How many, how many James Bond movies does he wear glasses? It's, it never happens. And there's, there's re so big eyes are an estrogen associated trait. So there's a, re there, you know, there's actual quantifiable reasons, you know, it, it, you may not care how you look, but do you want to impede your attractiveness? You probably don't want to do that. So, so I don't wear glasses just cause I don't like how they look on me. 
And also, I have to wear really strong lenses that, um, anyway, it's a whole deal. And around the edges of the lenses that I wear, the image is warped for whatever reason. I don't understand it. So it, anyway, so I'm much better off in contacts. But I would wear these non-prescription in order to do all the things I can envision them doing, which is, imagine um, you're going to lunch at, for me it used to be Burrito Brothers, but can't go there anymore, but you're going to lunch somewhere and you want to check some messages. So you don't need to bring anything with you. You don't need to bring a laptop. You don't even need to pull out a phone. You're eating your burrito and you're watching, you're reading your email, you're watching your messages. Now you say, how are you controlling it if you're eating your burrito? Well, and I'm not thinking of a complicated system of taps, although we could start with that, like tapping on the glass or something. But eye tracking, eye tracking is already done. You can buy an eye tracking kit. It's a camera. Uh, it's a, The company is called Tobly, I believe. And it's for Windows 10. And it's officially supported by Microsoft. And it's early days. But you can type stuff with your eyes. You just, I don't actually know what, they probably track pupil dilation. But you you um, you type by looking at things and you select windows and close things just by looking at them. So imagine you're doing all of this, scrolling through your Facebook, your Instagram, your Snapchat. You're typing messages. You're reading Internet articles. And you're doing it all without touching anything. And then imagine you go back to work. You don't have to worry about, um, you know, uh, pulling out a laptop or um, finding a desk uh, well, maybe you do, but these uh, Google Glass already works with keyboards, so you just sit down, you just start typing, and you know what? If you don't like how the glasses look, then take them off. Uh, you know, particularly if you don't need glasses, you just take them off, and that's what I plan to do. You know, if, if I don't like how I look in them, it may be that some glass, you know, some glasses are pretty cool, so maybe I like them, but I probably won't wear glasses. But I'll put them on when I need them, and actually, if it's really good. Uh, I might wear them all the time. And I'll tell you what I thought is the killer app for glasses. This is what I predict to be the killer app for smart glasses. And people, it's not going to be what you think. It's going to be obvious in hindsight, but it's not going to be what you think. And people think I'm crazy. But I'm going to back, I'm going to try to defend my case here. I think Facebook is the killer app for glasses. So people say, somebody tried to tell me, no, home repairs is, or no, walking direction. I can't remember all the things that I heard that I, I, I think they're pretty dumb, to be honest with you, um, because you don't do them often. But what are you always doing, or what are you, what are you doing very often? Interacting with people. Most people are interacting with other people during some part of their day, at least until we all live in VR. And most times your job depends on a person. You, your, your family are people. But you know, you're walking around, maybe you want to meet people. So picture you go into your favorite bar, your favorite coffee shop, coffee shop, and floating over everyone's head. If they choose, you know, there's privacy settings just like there are on Facebook or there hopefully will be. You see their name, maybe it's just their first name. You see where they're from or you see what they do for a living. Facebook is already incorporating this new um, thing where they, when you see somebody that you have mutual friends with that you're not friends with yet, it says to you, and it's a test, so not everybody can see this yet, but it says like, you and John have interest in working out and uh, video games. So imagine that's floating over somebody's head. Imagine what that could do for social situations. You never have to forget a name again. You never have to feel embarrassed. 
Maybe it helps you. How many times have you been somewhere where you'd like to make friends? Because humans are pretty social creatures. There are extreme introverts, but even introverts want friends. Traditionally, or what I have heard is that introverts, they still have friends, but they invest more in individual people. But you move to a new town, you want to meet people. So this greases the wheels. Think about all the conversations you've had with your friends that you enjoy it. You have some bad ones too, but you've had conversations on Facebook or Instagram or or Snapchat with people that you wouldn't normally interact with. And it probably, if you're like me, it probably expanded your life. Well, this could do this, but in real life, this would bridge the gap between your digital life and your real life. To me, I mean, at least for me, I'm always interacting with people. You know, I, I have hours of the day where I sit in front of a computer, but even at the office, if you work in an office, somebody walks in your office. So it's going to be cool. I think, um, maybe you can just do other things. Like you can pick like images that fly above your head, a status, a meme songs that people hear when you walk by. I don't know. Uh, you know, and hopefully we'll have control over this. You know, if you don't, you don't have, you won't hurt my feelings for not using it. But I think there's a ton of cool possibilities. Here's another situation. And recognize, so this is this one's controversial. I got flack for this on Facebook. I'm not advocating this. I'm not telling you to do it. But I think it's going to be awfully tempting. You're on a date. And you're wearing your AR glasses. And you're telling a joke. Or you're telling a story. And the AR glasses, they tell you how your date is responding to your story. Because people are nervous. Getting to know people is weird. Maybe your social skills or their social skills aren't up to par. The glasses recognize their body language and go, change the topic. Or the glasses go, here's a joke. And it displays it for you. That would be powerful. I'm not telling you to do it. But I think people will create apps for it. And I think it will be useful. And you know what else? Um, uh, Here's another example. I think these things will have to be banned in court because think about it. A juror comes up during jury selection, and I'm not a lawyer, but this is just what I imagine. You're talking to them. You're trying to assess who's sympathetic to your client. The glasses are tracking their every stare, visual cue, things that you can't pick up on, but machines can pick up on called micro expressions or you can't as easily pick up on sweat on their brow, questioning a witness as a cop. I mean, there's so many things. These glasses would have to be outlawed for the jury selection process. And maybe they'll be outlawed for other things. Um, you know, maybe there'll be x-ray cameras, which would be a disaster. Um, everybody wants privacy, you know, even men, men don't want everybody to see them naked. So ladies, uh, that'll probably be an inducement not to, not to have that. Um, and no company, no respectable company would probably release that. But you get my, there's things that we can't even think of. Things that tell you which way another athlete is going to go before before you could see it normally. Um, there's a lot of cool things we could do. But here's the other thing, just interacting with people, uh, which is a lot of what we do. What app knows the most about people? I'll tell you, it's Facebook. You don't have to look. Um, Facebook knows... They have more data on you. Um, and I know it's not cool to like Facebook. People say, oh, Facebook's old news. I got news for you. People spend more time on Facebook, doing Facebook on their phone than they do anything else. They spend an hour a day on average, the average Facebook user. And that number, it's been going up over time. It's not going down, just like their users are. Now, it may be different people. Um, it is true that younger people use other apps more. But those apps will just take advantage of AR, you know? Snapchat, you could easily see how glasses, and they've already made their own glasses. 
But there's all sorts of things. Those apps won't be di- they won't disappear from AR. But I think Facebook knows the most about you. You 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 tell it. You share the most types of content on it. So you're not sharing articles on Instagram and Snapchat. So it knows what your interests are, um, and I think that that would give. Uh, oh, I think it would give retailers a lot of interesting information. People could show you advertisements. So picture Facebook ads, but applied to your surroundings, like the movie Minority Report. Um, oh, Facebook has video, and. I don't know about you, but sometimes I've scrolled through Facebook video. I, I read a lot of science articles, and Facebook knows this, so it shows me science videos. And I think they're pretty cool. And so imagine you're waiting in line for coffee, you're watching science videos, and you didn't have to pull out your phone because your hands are full, whatever it is. But I don't even think you have to go this far. Um, people, uh, you know, people think there's going to be this high hurdle to having good AR glasses. And I think that the materials, so it can't be easy to put an image on clear glass floating in front of your face. The way Google did it is they just have a little LCD that sits in front of the glasses. So it's not see-through. Now, supposedly they're working on, you know, true see-through glass that can hold text and things like that. And other companies are, Um, and maybe they'll get there first, but so I think materials are challenged, but I don't know that software is just that much of a challenge. Sure, to do these fancier things I'm talking about, like reading somebody's body language, that's probably a challenge. Or to watch a movie on it, that's probably a challenge. But you know what? Apple didn't. Apple Watch didn't do much when it first came out. And Apple Watch, they just announced, it is the most popular watch in the world. So, and all Apple Watch does, I mean, the only thing I ever do on it is, is read notifications. People will, they also tell me they'll track their workout, but reading notifications, I would bet money it's the number one use for an Apple Watch. Maybe that's all you need your your uh, your smart glasses to do. And the other thing I can do on it, there's no Facebook app for, for Apple Watch yet, but there is a Twitter app. Okay, and and read read uh, Twitter, because I guess Twitter is just text and Facebook is more image heavy. Um, and probably other reasons that Zuckerberg has, but it, it wouldn't be that hard to just give us, assuming they have the, the, the glass um, technology, to just put my notifications. You have a new email. You have your mom says hi. Your girlfriend, your sister says bring home dinner. Um, whoever you know, your buddy says come meet me. That would be no more looking down at a watch. No more being rude in public. That's already a huge, and they could do that to seed the market. Now, it depends what price point. So are you going to pay $800 for notifications flying in front of your face? I don't know. Uh, There's probably some people who will. Apple tends to like to make a big splash. You know, they're going to want to sell like 10 million units of this the first year, which is what they did with Apple Watch or more. Um, And maybe once you have that glasses tech, there's no barrier to doing a lot of other stuff. You know, it just occurred to me. You don't need as much, you may not need a lot of circuitry in the phone because maybe your phone is the circuitry. Just like, um, you know, you probably need some processor units in the, in, in the, in the glasses as well. But maybe if it's something like video, maybe there's a way that the, gla- the, the, or games that the phone can just transmit that to your glasses. I don't know. Um, that in hindsight, that actually may be difficult because, um, Bluetooth is not, so like I've heard that recently that even the Apple AirPods that supposedly don't use Bluetooth, they use Apple's own wireless technology, but 
those don't pair all the time. I've heard this from two uh, very popular tech journalists. I heard from Leo Laporte, and then I heard it from another, uh, I think it was Devendra Hardawar, um, who said that his Apple AirPods, these are their wireless earbuds, that they don't always answer calls. So even Apple has trouble. Oh, my sister just got a new BMW SUV. And sure enough, we had to unpair and repair her phone to get it to work. And it was a pain in the butt. We had to go to Apple support. We had to find out, you don't just have to reset the phone. You have to unpair the devices. You have to turn the phone off. Then you turn the phone back on. You repair and unpair. You turn the phone back off again and you turn the car off. This is from the Apple support website. I'm reading this, okay? Specifically about BMWs. And then you turn it back on. Then you pair Wi-Fi. Then you pair Bluetooth. So near-field radio communications, which is what Bluetooth is, is apparently very difficult to get paired correctly. So they probably don't want to send video or something like that. So you probably do need the circuitry and phone. But if you think about it, just look at the... That's why maybe the glasses don't need to do much. So think about all the circuitry in an Apple Watch. It's not that much. I don't know if it will all fit in glasses yet. And maybe it's not high enough res for glasses. Because when images are close to your eyes you see pixels more easily and that would look blocky and ugly and Apple doesn't like to do stuff like that. But maybe you just need the amount of circuitry. You know, the Apple Watch would be a lot better by the time this comes out. But I'm feeling glasses like this, we'll have them in probably 2020. Um, you know, I think, I'd like to say 2019, but I think Apple plays things really close to the vest and it could even be 2021, 2022. But I think no later than 2022, we're gonna see a glasses product from Apple because phones have topped out. There's, I don't think there's a lot more that you can do with phones. And AR wants glasses. So anyway, guys, on that topic, I think I'm going to wrap up and make this a shorter podcast. Um, if you haven't seen the Apple Keynote, there were a few other cool things. Um, sort of cool. You know, there's a new Apple Watch that's going to have LTE, in other words, cellular internet on it. So you won't need to have a phone with you to get internet. Now the current Apple Watch, it can use Wi-Fi. So even if your phone's off, it can get messages. Um, But when you're away from Wi-Fi and uh, you you need your phone with you in order for the, the watch to be useful, you know, it'll display the time, but to like access your appointments, your texts, that's how Apple Watch works. Well, the new one has, has an LTE radio. Oh, there is something cool about Apple Watch that I think is really great. Um, previously, and I'd read about this even previous to this new Apple Watch launch, um, Stanford has discovered that, uh, well, uh, the Apple Watch is now going to, they're, they're modifying it, and only the new one, as far as I know, can do this. It can modify your heartbeat in, in the background in real time. So the way that heart rate monitoring works on Apple Watch currently is it only starts monitoring your heart, or I think what it does is it pulls it every 10 minutes uh, currently. And then if you uh, want to check um, what your heart rate is, in the moment, you have to open up the, the heart rate app and then it will start scanning. The new watch, there's even a little, they call it a complication, but it's basically a widget. And complication is like an old watch word, but um, for like little dials on a watch and stuff. But I, you can put this like 
next to like the face of your watch. So like next to the second hand can be a little floating heart rate indicator. And it'll tell you your resting heart rate is 56 and it just constantly pulls it in the background. I guess they figured out they've probably changed the chip. If, if it's truly only, it's, you know, Apple tends to backport a lot of features for the most part, when iOS 11 comes out, all the phones get a feature unless they're missing a hardware part. So like Touch ID, your phone doesn't have a fingerprint sensor, then get Touch ID. But it would get everything else in the new iOS release. So this new, they probably designed the chip to have a new low power mode or something that can do this heart rate pulling in the background. Well, here's why this is important. Sorry to be long about it. Um, the uh, They have discovered, well, it's going to send you an alert. If it notices that your heart rate's high and you are not um, being active, you're not an active person, it's going to tell you, I don't know what it tells you, but they're going to notify you, they say. And maybe that tells you, you need to see a doctor. Maybe the message will say, please see a doctor. Um, they're going to tell you if you have an arrhythmia. And an arrhythmia is when you have an irregular heartbeat. Um, and, you know, plenty of people have those. And they are sometimes serious, sometimes not, but it's good to know about them. So for instance, um, my mom found out she had one. So, and it had to do, I think with caffeine. So she lowered her caffeine intake and now she doesn't have it untreated. You know, you're, you're just asking for trouble. It doesn't mean it will become anything, but there is one type of arrhythmia called atrial fibrillation and Stanford found this out. Um, I think it might've been through studying Apple watch users in a limited study. But they found out that if you have this type of arrhythmia called atrial fibrillation, it's highly correlated with a stroke, with an upcoming stroke. But here's the great thing is it's treatable. The problem is people don't get treatment because there's no symptoms. You're not going to notice, apparently, if you have atrial fibrillation. Well, you will know about it if you have the new Apple Watch. So I think that's exciting. I think, I mean, if the science is good, Stanford's name is on it, you know, so if Stanford didn't do bad science and if the watch works as advertised, I think it's going to save lives. I really think, or at least quality of life because people survive some strokes. Um, I think it'll be great. Uh, and then, so those are the three things it catches, uh, as far as the heart goes. I think that's an awesome, that's probably the most exciting feature for me about the new Apple watch. I don't really care about making calls about it on it because, uh, you know, first of all, somebody pointed out people don't make as many phone calls these day, these days. And then two, you know, how are you going to type? You can't type messages very well on Apple watch. You can only do it in the messaging app. You got to scribble the letters with your fingers. So if I, you know, generally I have my phone on me, even in the house. So for me, it's not a big deal. Maybe for you guys, it will. And then they announced a 4K HDR supporting Apple TV, meaning the little box that you can add to your TV to play iTunes movies and things. I think these things, so first of all, apparently they're like last place in the set-top boxes. Roku is the most popular. And then also, you know, all the new TVs are smart TVs, so they already have Netflix and Amazon built in. And that's what most people use. Um, I, I, I can't even think of someone I know who buys movies on, on iTunes. Um, you know, and, and even if they do, how many are they buying? So, uh, I know journalists do, I know some very rich journalists, not journalists, but some rich podcasters I've heard of, they do it. Anyway, I think that's a limited use case. Uh, you know, I, Netflix, um, 
Roku mentioned recently that most of what people do is watch Netflix, and you can watch Netflix a million different ways. And you don't need an Apple TV to get 4K; they're just the the, the last to get it. So um, I think it's nice if you like that iTunes ecosystem. I'll tell you one reason I'd like an iP- Apple TV. I want to check out Facebook's new shows. They have new video shows, and also, like I said, some Facebook videos I enjoy, um, particularly like the science ones. And so, and and Facebook sometimes, you know, Google's not recommending those science videos to me. I I use YouTube all the time, and that's what I mean. Facebook knows the most about me. They know I only go to Google to look for things. I basically go to Google to access Wikipedia and IMDb. Those are the main reasons I use Google. And then very rarely it'll be a question like, how do I change? You know, how do I change a tire? Those rare things, and that doesn't really describe me as a person. So that's probably why Google doesn't know that I would like to be shown science videos. Um, but somehow Facebook knows. So, and that's not, I follow scientific people on both guys. So anyway, um, I'd like to be able to see those Facebook videos, but, um, apparently only Apple TV, the the newest one has that, uh, Facebook app. So I'm either going to wait for, um, you know, I might wait a little longer, see if other devices get that Facebook app because it might be a technology issue or processing or something. Or I might just buy that, that Apple TV. Maybe I can get it for 75 bucks or something like that now that the new one's coming out or something. Anyway, guys, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, I guess the overall point is iPhone 8 and 10 look solid. Um, yeah, they have things that Android has already had, but you know what else? iPhones are the fastest phones. And if you don't believe that, do some Googling and try to find a benchmark that shows Android phones being faster than iPhones. You're going to have a very difficult time Usually it's only Samsung. Usually they'll do it on like one benchmark, but not most. And it'll only be in a multi-core benchmark, which is mainly for games. And Samsung has been caught red-handed by respected journalists as cheating at benchmarks. They optimize the phone for a benchmark, but in real life, it doesn't work that way. So, and you know, a friend said to me, well, my phone is faster than, than, you know, I gave him a, a comparison to the iPhone 6 because the iPhone 6 is apparently faster than the Pixel XL in single core performance, according to benchmarks, according to at least one site I found. And he said, you know, I can tell you my phone's faster than the iPhone 6, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and take his word on that. But my point is the, obje- the quantitative measurement is not showing that. I find it very hard. And guys, I'm not looking up just Apple sites. I mean, I'm just typing in iPhone versus Galaxy S8 benchmark. That's all I'm doing. So unless every benchmark site out there is pro Apple, which I highly doubt, and there's some conspiracy to make everyone think iPhones are faster when they're not. And it makes sense because Apple can optimize for specific hardware and Google cannot or they would break Android. So anyway, guys, um, that's that. But I think that Apple has a chance with AR to do something magical again. And if they don't do it, I'm certain somebody else will do it. So don't even worry. I'm really confident. And maybe it won't be Facebook, but I do feel confident that some of the situations I've described where you're using your computer without even using your hands while you're eating lunch with eye tracking or you're seeing someone's name floating above their head or their favorite movie or you're... Um, you know, body tracking, all those things, I think those will happen maybe with another manufacturer. Maybe it's not Facebook they get the data from. Um, But I just want it to happen. I think it would be cool. All right, guys, thanks a lot. um, And I hope you have a great day. Bye.